From Commando.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the internet to feature just the right digital news, gadgets, and stories to keep you up to date. Our promise, you give us about 30 minutes, and we'll make sure you're the the in-the-know digital source for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find just the right digitally savvy host, ah, they gave up. And you got me, I'm Mike James, along with Ali Seligman. Allie. Hello, Mike. First of all, so proud of you. I wish everyone could have heard our last name practice. <laughs> I've got a tricky last name. It's not your fault. Coming up today, I've got an Echo Smart Speaker warning for all of you with Alexa at home and a really handy tech tip to get some more use out of your webcam beyond the Zoom meetings that we are all so sick of. Okay, we'll look forward to that. Also, Ben, we call him Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ben? Hey, Mike. Today I've got, first of all, a new initiative that could put $50 towards your monthly internet bill, along with the scam of the week, which is a seasonal problem. But more importantly, can I continue my streak on brand new or not true? (laughs) Nope. Uh, Coming up in a few minutes, uh, brand new or not true, Ben has the products, and he is going to try fool Allie and I this week. Also, in a few minutes, the quick tip, how do you uh, use your webcam as a scanner? And then again, brand new or not true. Let's get started with the news and Allie and Echo and more privacy concerns. Go ahead. Oh, it never ends, does it? We talk about smart speaker security all the time, and it's usually that thing we all know that they're you know, they like to say they're not always listening. They're just always listening for the wake word, which means they're always listening. Fun fact for you, a study found that smart speakers are accidentally activated like 19 times a day. So, yeah, they're always listening. Here's another thing, though. If you've got an Echo at home, listen up. It's not just voice activation you need to worry about. New research from North Carolina State University. They analyzed 90,000 different Alexa skills and found that only about a quarter of them have any kind of privacy policy at all. Uh, They looked at apps or skills for kids, health, fitness, all kinds of things. And for those kids and health ones, only a few had privacy policies. This is bad news. You might be thinking, why should I care? I don't use a lot of skills. Well, no, in reality, if you have an Echo, you probably have lots of skills, even if you don't remember activating them. I checked my app this morning. I was thinking, I don't know, maybe five, like for my smart speaker uh, or for my smart stuff around my house. I have 23 different skills activated. Uh, so normal things like Sonos, smart things, which is what I use for um, smart home, sleep sounds. But then I found relax my dog. I don't have a dog. <laughs> I also found one called cat facts. I, I definitely don't remember enabling cat facts. So I made Ben look earlier too. Ben, how many did you have? Are you surprised? 53? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, surprised. it's not really surprising, but. Yeah. And I'm sure looking through, you didn't recognize a lot of those, huh? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. A lot of them I do. I mean, it's like, you know, some of the skills that tie in with my smart stuff, but there are things in here. I wonder if like those accidental wake up, you know, Alexa, they're actually accidentally adding some of these skills. Well, and that's the other thing too, with skills. If you ask the right question, it will automatically enable a skill and it might not necessarily even tell you about it. So PSA, open up your Alexa app if you have an Echo at home. Look at your skills, and it's just a good time to refresh. Maybe get rid of some of those if you don't use it. And then do yourself a favor. And if you're using any that take a lot of your information or that you just think like, man, I say a lot of stuff to this Echo. I don't necessarily want all these uh, different publishers and apps and skills having access to it. Get rid of them. I mean, I've got something on here called Nightlight. It's supposed to turn your Echo into a nightlight. I don't even know what, I didn't even know that existed, but it's an enabled skill. 
You could have used that for brand new or not sure if you didn't tell us about it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so while you guys were talking about that, I opened up and just got to, I have 28 enabled skills, five updated uh, music, uh, sleep sounds, Google Nest, Starbucks reorder. I've never done that. Uh, so there's a couple. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, and, and first, who knew? You you mentioned in your story ninety thousand skills. Alexa has ninety thousand mm-hmm. skills. More than that, those are just the ones that they looked at, and you know a quarter of those had privacy policies. And so it's, I, I think we can safely say most of them do not. So yeah, this is this is big. Pretty pretty crazy. All right, there's yeah. a new FCC initiative that could put fifty bucks toward your internet bill, Ben. I know we keep saying it. Everyone keeps saying it, that eventually the pandemic is going to come to an end and some level of normalcy is going to come back. And, you know, it doesn't matter if that's this year, next year, whenever. Some things may not ever go back to the way they were, at least not exactly, like working from home or even going to school remotely. Well, doing those things requires high-speed Internet that not everyone can afford. About a week ago, the FCC approved a $3.2 billion initiative to help low-income families stay connected to the Internet. It's called the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program, and as part of the plan, uh, an eligible family would receive a $50 subsidy each month to go toward Internet service. Uh, For families on tribal lands, the subsidy is $75, and it would also provide a one-time $100 discount for a new computer or tablet. Now, again, this is for low-income families. For example, you know, if a member of the family qualifies for the Lifeline Program or receives benefits under the free or reduced price uh, school lunch program, But here's the big one. A household is eligible if someone experienced a substantial loss of income since late February of last year, like losing their job, uh, with a total income of less than 99K for single filers and 198,000 for joint filers. You know, and I know that's a lot to try to remember, uh, but you can read more about it at commando.com. That's where we've also put a link to the FCC site where they're going to put updates as well. Uh, That's important because right now it's, it was just passed. The FCC says the program should be open uh, to eligible households sometime within the next 60 days or so. So stay tuned. About time. Uh, you know, if we're expecting kids to work, you know, people to work from home, kids to learn from home, and their families can't afford internet, man, that's that's a really hard place to be in. So Yeah. So some of the kids are staying home from school. That's a really good point is they, they need internet access now just to go to school. So uh, for now, it might be a good idea. Yep. Hey, Allie, Twitter has a new strategy to combat fake coronavirus news. What's that all about? They do. I'm sure you guys have seen warnings about posts containing misinformation, whether it's COVID, elections, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, for COVID vaccines, we're talking things like, you know, that Bill Gates is injecting microchips into people or that the whole coronavirus was just uh, fake to make sure that we could all get vaccinated. So Twitter's new system, essentially, it's all about strikes. So if you post anything that they classify as misinformation uh, about COVID-19, including vaccines, one strike, you'll just get a warning. No action taken. Two strikes, your account will be locked for 12 hours. Three strikes, another 12-hour lockdown. Four strikes, your account will be locked for a week. And five or more strikes, and your account will be permanently suspended. They are expanding warning labels, too. Uh, You'll see something like, this tweet may be misleading. Find out why health officials consider COVID-19 vaccines safe for most people. And 
they're starting this out with people. So they're going to have human staff, not just AI, labeling these tweets. And that's so they can train the AI. So once, you know, the, the system starts seeing, all right, this is what we flag, uh, then it will be turned over to both people and, and the AI. Uh, so far, Twitter says they've taken down 8,400 tweets like this. And really, we're talking like the deep kind of real garbage that we can all say, yeah, you know, there's probably not a little uh, nano chip in that uh, vaccine. And this is from uh, about 11 and a half million accounts worldwide. Uh, while we're talking about Twitter, they also made a big announcement. They're finally getting into a paid model. So you might find yourself paying for Twitter. Uh, it's called Super Follows. And it lets Basically, it lets you get extra content from an account you really like. And so it could be something like bonus tweets just for you. It could be access to a group, a newsletter subscription, kind of like Patreon, um, Facebook, YouTube, lots of places have done this. But next up for Twitter, no timeline on it yet, but I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Go ahead, Ben. Any thoughts? Well, going back to that first thing, five strikes. I mean, I guess that's that's actually reasonable. I mean, I think the number, because right. can you imagine a five strike <laughs> baseball game? You know, that's like, that's excessive. But for this, it's like, okay, I'm kind of, you know, and I'm not getting COVID from my 5G phone, you know, all this stuff. So <laughs> it keeps, so I get that. Now, as far as the the paid stuff, I I don't know. I mean, it'd have to be some kind of account that I just yeah, really like I, to I even think uh, as far as the five strikes, it, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to, to train AI to look for some certain words and get about 80, 90% of it just uh, just like that. And as far as uh, buying or, or paying for some kind of Twitter, no way. I would never. I don't. I don't think I would ever. How about you, Allie? <laughs> do, you, do you see yourself ever paying for certain Twitter accounts? I don't think so. I think I would. Even if it's somebody that you follow and that you're really into and you want to know about, would you pay no, for it? No. Right. I can't think of anything that I would. <laughs> That's not that important. All right. So yeah, it, it might be a little bit hard to monetize that part of uh, Twitter. We got brand new or not true just ahead on Tech Refresh. Also, the scam of the week. We're going to talk about seasonal scammers and what to watch out for. Our deep dive this week is about mobile gaming, how we do mobile gaming and how you can as well. And again, brand new or not true is next on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Okay, we're back on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Later on, we're going to talk about, uh, well, what does 3D printing and a blind dog have in common? We'll uh, check into that. Before we get to Brandon, we're not true. We've got a quick tip about using uh, your webcam as a scanner. Yeah, you're going to love this one. So there's no complicated steps to remember here. This is just one of those like, hey, why didn't I think of that? Think about when you're going, maybe you have to upload you know, your ID or your insurance card to a website or some other kind of document. If you don't have a scanner, you pull out your phone, take a picture of it, and then you have to email it to yourself, maybe put it in the cloud, get on your computer, you download it. It's a pain. Instead, just open up your webcam. So on a Mac, open up Photo Booth. On a um, Windows computer, you can open up, it's called Camera, if you didn't know, uh, that's there for you. 
And then just hold up whatever document it is and take the picture right there. It's automatically on your computer. You get to skip a bunch of steps. Cool. Can you save it as a PDF? You can. You can save it however you want. Or does it save like as a TIFF or so? Okay, that's awesome. It'll probably save as a JPEG, um, which is a really easy little switch. Those online file converters, you know, if you if you just Google JPEG to PDF, those are so easy. Or if you have a a, a, a photo program on there, you go. All right, it's time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others, well, not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound crazy, outlandish, and ridiculous, so you sit back and you think, what were they thinking? And then, all of a sudden, you've got another uh, super bazillionaire When playing Brand New or Not True, we're going to present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas, and it's up to you to decide which two of the three are real, and through the process of elimination, which one is fake this week. Well, Ben's coming off a big win last week, and Ben has got the products this week, so Allie and I are on the same team. We're going to test the correct product, and by the process of elimination, then we'll have two real products. Go ahead, Ben. Is everyone ready? I'm ready. So ready. I mean, you're tuned in. Everything, okay. Because today it's all about Kickstarter. Everything here is on Kickstarter, except for one. All right. We're going to start. We kind of have a bit of a theme going here between games and webcams and such. So here we are about three months after the next generation video game consoles were released. And it's still just about impossible to get your hands on a new PS5. Uh, Even the accessories are hard to find, but... There's some, you know, interesting third-party tech in the works, and it's dealing with PlayStation specifically. Nearly five years ago, Sony released PlayStation VR for the PS4, and it was pretty well-received, but it was limited to that platform. So a lot of people end up going for one that's a little more universal, like Facebook's Oculus line of headsets. Well, that original PlayStation VR headset is still around, and Sony just announced a next-gen version coming at some point in the future. But what if you could have the best of both worlds now? The Game Expanse VR Bridge is literally that, a way to bridge the gap between your new PS5 and other VR headsets like the Oculus Quest 2. Think of it as an interpreter that lets the, de- the two devices talk so you can play your VR-ready PlayStation games through a different VR headset, you know, one that's not Sony. And in the reverse, let's say you're playing a PC game or one that's locally stored on the, on the VR headset. The bridge also allows you to save that game data onto your PS5's hard drive to help save space. Now, as you can imagine, this Kickstarter campaign has been huge among gamers because of the possibilities and the reasonable price tag. You still have time to back the VR bridge, which for early birds right now is at 80 bucks. They're estimated to ship just in time for the holidays, but once they hit stores, they'll be $120. Now, that's just for the bridge. Of course, you still have to have the four or five, yeah, the four or $500 PlayStation and the at least $300 VR headset. But compared to that, this accessory is relatively inexpensive. VR bridge for 80 bucks. Go ahead. Now, the first few months of the pandemic, if you remember, you couldn't find toilet paper and cleaning supplies. You couldn't even find home office tech like webcams, except, you know, from price gougers on eBay and Facebook Marketplace. Well, now you can find them pretty easily, and some are even getting an update based on just how important they've become in our daily lives, from work to keeping in touch with family and friends. Now, you know, we're used to it. We're actually expected to be presentable with a well-lit, sharp picture and better sound. Enter the Movo WebMic HD Pro with everything you need in one convenient package. That includes a high-def webcam, 
a condenser microphone with a background noise filter and radio style adjustment settings, and there's even a ring light built in with varying levels of brightness, and it comes with a grip stand for easy movement. Pledge $120 for the Movo WebMic HD Pro and get it for 30% off its eventual retail price. Estimated delivery of this all-in-one webcam, condenser mic, and ring light begins this coming June. Okay, Movo WebMic HD Pro. It's quite a name. For sure, they're 120 bucks. Go ahead, mm-hmm. now, product number three. All right, now, who cares? I mean, really, about over-the-ear headphones or true wireless earbuds? That's old. And you know those sunglasses with the bone conduction conduction speakers that you know are supposed to like produce sound that only you can hear? No, the future is a new gadget called the Sound Beamer. It is an unassuming-looking black rectangular device with a small control panel that sits on your desk. It kind of looks like a sound bar, but it's definitely not your typical speaker. So using artificially intelligence-powered 3D module, it identifies and tracks your ears to create what are called individual sound pockets on both sides of your head, no matter what you're wearing on your face or how long your hair is. And you can only hear these personalized pockets of sound that move with your ears. So if you want your own sound beamer invisible headphones, well, you can back this project on Kickstarter for about 350 bucks. Now, if you wait until they hit retail next year, the price goes up to $600. <laughs> Writing it down. Is it the Sound Beamer headphones? Is that the product name? Yes, Invisible Headphones. But yes, Sound Beamer is the name. Sound Beamer Invisible Headphones. Okay. The future is here. It's uh, the Kickstarter, all Kickstarter projects. We've got the VR Bridge, which is... Kind of multi-purposing for multi-play. Uh, it, it cross game cross references for lack of any better words. Do VR on your PlayStation without having to have a PlayStation VR. Yeah, so that's only eighty bucks. Uh, Movo WebMic HD Pro is a hundred and twenty dollars, and that what does that do, Ben? So you got the full HD cam. You've got the condenser mic with like gain settings and things like that, and the ring light. Oh yeah, it was like a little thing that on the on your desk. It's a desktop gadget for that that has a web mic in the camera and uh, you can move it around. And also we have the Sound Beamer AI. Uh, yeah, is it the Sound Beamer AI? Yes, in well, no, it's a Sound Beamer with invisible headphones. Yeah. Okay, and so you can walk around. It tracks your ears and beams the sound directly to your ears. Yeah, so you can walk around and it changes the sound depending on what part of the room that you're in. Do you know how far away you can be from it? Not too far. I don't remember exactly how far, but people, like, people can't, shouldn't be able to hear you unless they're right next to you. Like, they shouldn't be able to hear the sound because it does actually put those, that, that a certain decibel level just directly mm-hmm. at your ears. But once you get out of a certain range, just like Bluetooth or anything else, wireless, Signal degrades. Okay, so um, these are all, as always, great products. Now, I'm going to start with the Sound Beamer AI thing that will uh, beam sound to your ears wherever you are, as long as you're pretty close. Uh, for $150, but it would be $600. That sounds so outrageous, and that seems yeah, oh, $350. Oh, anyway, it sounds so outrageous that... Uh, I'm going to, I would definitely kind of move toward that one, uh, just because it sounds so outrageous, but I'm going to kind of go against that. And I'm going to say that's a real product just because it sounds so 
weird. The Kickstarter product, product number one for 80 bucks, the VR bridge, I think there would be some use for that. The price seems very reasonable, even probably cheaper than it, um, you might think. But I'm going to say that's probably a viable product and people would buy it. So I'm going to say that the uh, fake product is the Movo WebMic HD Pro for 120 bucks. The gadget that sits on your desk that has the camera, microphone, and all of that stuff on it. Go ahead, Allie. Okay. Mike, I'm going to go with you on the sound beamer. I think, Ben, if you just next leveled <laughs> us by making us think, like, no way, uh, then congratulations to you. I'm I'm going to say the sound beamer is real. Uh, I think the – I see a really big market for the Movo. I think that that is a really smart product, and I think that that's a price that people would pay for it. The VR, uh, the thing that struck me was, man, I don't think PlayStation would be happy about this. And so I think that there might be some kind of, oh, legal issues there. I don't know if it's like, okay, let's let's make it so that people don't actually have to have the PlayStation version. So my guess is the fake product is the VR headset bridge. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> sure enough. Nope, but yes. <laughs> yeah, as sure as we get. Okay. So you should start with a sound beamer is if that's it. The sound beamer, the sound beamer for $350 on Kickstarter or $600. Yeah, it's real. All right. Nice job, Ellie. So one of us is going to win this week. Who's it going to be? Well, well, well. So that comes down to which one of you is right between the webcam and the VR bridge, which you're right. The VR bridge sounds so basic. Why would that be a fake thing? I mean, come on. Are you overthinking that, Ellie? Maybe a little bit. Are you? Come on. I mean, come on. Uh, stop trying to get me to change my guess. Fine. <laughs> yes, the webcam is real. I win. The VR bridge nice. is not. And she is, she's kind of right because that would, uh, yeah, there, there are the Oculus, like Facebook's Oculus and Sony's headset, they're like direct competitors. They would not like, you know, you won't see Windows and Mac building a, a hybrid computer or even an accessory they they won't let you put an accessory on it that would that would work with something you know no. different if somebody built wow okay well that makes sense yeah that makes sense okay so Allie is right again ben and i are losers again I, i'm actually <laughs> i'm actually getting kind of used to it all you have to do ben is pick what i don't or all you guys have to do is pick what i don't you're like, oh, well, this is pretty easy. Now, remember that she has, I did successfully pick the right <laughs> thing last week, and I stumped her the week before, so she hasn't been on a winning streak Oh, recently. so you're, okay, so. okay. It, just, it just seems like it, that's all. Too harsh. I'm just a winner, okay? Mike's just acknowledging that I'm a winner. She has so much fun winning is what it is. That's it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thanks to Ben and Allie. And up next, we're going to take a deep dive into mobile gaming. Are you a mobile gamer? What kind of games do you like? What kind do these guys like? Scam of the week later on, we'll talk about the seasonal scammers, what to watch out for. And uh, much more coming up on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Hey, welcome.
Welcome back to Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech. So you are in the know and the source for tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time, we take an in-depth look into issues that affect the technology lifestyle. And this week we're going to look at mobile gaming. Are you a mobile gamer, Allie? Okay, I was looking at some of the stats behind mobile gaming. So we're talking phone phone games, you know? And if I say video games, you probably think of consoles, you think of PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, whatever. And yeah, those bring in a ton of money. PC gaming brings in a ton of money, but mobile gaming is a crazy, crazy business. So let's, a couple comparisons. This is all 2020 numbers. Games on, uh, downloaded on a PC, uh, the revenue there, $33.9 billion. Smartphone games, 63.6 billion. Wow. It's a huge industry. It makes a ton of money for Apple and Google, of course, with the uh, with the apps, app store fees and makes a lot of money for these developers. I think I know I've played Candy Crush. Have you guys played Candy Crush at some point over the years? Way back when. Long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. So that one uh, came out in 2012 and still to this day, the original Candy Crush and it's, you know, various sequels still one of the top grossing games every year. So it's still one of the top grossing games. It's crazy. Um, Pokemon Go, that one came out back in 2016. Still such a moneymaker. Um, that one, if you've never played, have you guys played Pokemon Go? I have not. My my family was, yeah, right around the time it came out five years ago. They were just into it. Even my wife, my two boys, they were just like, we're on vacation and, you know, we're sitting uh, somewhere outside of... Uh, Yellowstone, and they're just on their table, and I'm like sitting there. I'm the only one not looking at my phone as they're kind of wandering around. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just got. I, I just it's it looked kind. I mean, it's just that's not my kind of game. But yeah, so it's an AR game. You walk around with your phone, and you know, spot Pokemon, and they show up on your phone. Uh, I lived in New York when that one came out, and you know, you just live in an apartment, so there's not enough room to walk around your house. And I remember going out one day. My husband and I had our phones and just seeing all the people walking around with their phones, clearly playing Pokemon Go. Like in the city, like you're falling down a manhole or something. (laughs) So top titles, um, again, as of these are as of October 2020, uh, these are top game titles for iPhones. Roblox, never played it. Call of Duty, Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, we found a winner, Pokemon Go. Candy Crush Saga, Clash of Clans. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Coin Master, Homescapes, Genshin Impact, which we're going to talk about soon because that one's really cool. So these games make so much money and there's a couple different ways. So, you know, you might see games that are completely free to download. There's nothing inside it that you pay for. And those are monetized by ads. And so those are the ones where it's like, cool, I have to watch a 60 second video before I can do anything. Some you pay to download and then you don't have to pay anything else. But most of them, they're called free to play. And that's where you download it, don't have to pay anything. But really, to progress in the game, you have to pay. And so it's like, you know, you buy yourself extra currency or coins or points or whatever it might be. Um, I was looking at some studies, and from what I found, about 40% of people who play phone games say, yeah, I'm willing to pay a little bit of money. What about you, Ben? No. No. <laughs> I, you know, okay, for, for console games like we were talking about, like, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. If I if it's a game I really like or I think that I like I would like to play or me and the boys would like to play, sure, I'll shell out the fifty, sixty bucks. But for mobile games, 
No. All, like Clash of Clans, we mentioned. Command and Conquer. Oh, yeah, free. <laughs> you can buy all these things to like upgrade your village or upgrade your base, but you don't have to. That just speeds it up. I'm okay waiting until I'm like 75 before my village is like <laughs> the same level of all the gamers right now. That's fine. I just play it just, you know, randomly throughout the day when I have a little, you know, a few minutes. But I mean, I, I've known some people, it's like, oh, just three bucks here, three bucks there. And the next thing you know, it's like in a month's time, you've dropped 150 bucks into a single mobile game, just unlocking all, you know, whatever it is. So Yeah, and you hate yourself and feel like a huge <laughs> idiot, I'm sure, when you see your bill. I, yeah. I don't either. So I'm, I usually have like one game that's kind of my, you know, I'm waiting for something. And so I want something to open up, especially because I took most social media off my phone. And so you feel like you need kind of a little time waster. And right now, the one I play, it's called Redecor or Redecor. I don't know. It's one of those like, here's a room and you have to like do the decorations for it. It's silly. There are a bunch of these games and they're all that pay to play. So yeah, I could pay a few bucks and get a bunch of like new fabric and flooring. But then I would have to say to myself, did you really just actually pay money for that? And I don't want to open up that door, you know? Yeah. Now there comes a time occasionally it's like, like, you know, a, a virtual season is about to come to an end. If, and if you don't reach this level by t tomorrow, you won't get all these, you know, crates of, coins or whatever else yeah and so then it's like i might sit there and think like you know like i'm buying a house am i going to pay three dollars <laughs> right now to to unlock this it's just like and i'll, I'll chew on it for hours <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah and i think that's what it is because it's not about the three dollars it's about like okay am i going to start paying for games well maybe not mike do you play any games i i think i, I downloaded luminosity mm -hmm. one time but, or a couple of times and tried to do those little games on there. Um, and yeah. I, I just, I have ADHD or something. I can't concentrate. I just get lost and there's always something else that I got to get to. Yeah. And so, uh, no, you know, Farmville or whatever it was way back then I was like, mm -hmm. no, can't do it. Waste of time. Let's get, let, let's <laughs> do something else. Even though if, if it's watching, you know, a TV show about documentary or something, you know, just useful. One of the things we promise every week is to keep you posted on what the digital lifestyle and includes uh, keeping you from getting scammed. So every week we talk about a new scam that you need to watch out for. And this week it's seasonal scams. Ben. All right. First, we're going to play a little game. I'm going to win this time. So in the Better Business Bureau scam tracker risk, risk report, kind of a mouthful, that was released just this week, uh, there were some interesting stats. So which age group do you think suffered the highest median losses with an average of about 150 bucks to scams in 2020. 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35, 49, 50 to 65, or 65 and up? I'll go the 55. Okay, 18, 24, my guess. 50 to 65? Okay, no, I win. So it's a trick question. So for the first time ever, since the Better Business Bureau has been keeping records, it was the typical 65 and up. That's, that's usually the case. And adults 18 to 24. So kind of a tie between. So we were both right, not both wrong. <laughs> no, no. Allie said 50 to 65. <laughs> oh, okay. Not 65. You no. were right, Mike. <laughs> so. Half. Okay. Half right. Next question. Which type of scam was the biggest this past year, making up more than 38% of reports? Keep it general. Not a multiple choice, but a general type of 
popular scam. COVID scams. Oh, COVID, that's a good one. I would say computer scams, like you're, something's wrong with your computer, oh. your Apple, or your... Uh, Allie, was, Allie was more on the right. Online purchase scam, which, okay, not surprising. People spend more time online during the pandemic, which, you know, also leads to spending more money buying stuff that, of course, we need, you know? So, but we've talked about that before and how PET and, you know, the PPE-related scam saw a big increase over the past year, too. So those are the scams that you just have to watch out for, you know, now until whenever things really start to settle down. Who knows when that's going to be. But you also need to watch out for the timely scams that change with the season. And, you know, that's what I'm going getting at with weather. So look, look at what's happened over the past few weeks with winter weather that, you know, slammed parts of the country. You know, Texas, for instance, where power outages, water shortages, more natural disasters like weather, earthquakes, those bring out the scammers like crazy, you know, quote unquote, out of town contractors who offer to make repairs, but they want the money up front and then they're never going to show back up. Then you've got these utility scammers and maybe you're not so familiar with these. So if, if these scammers know a large area is without power, they might track down phone numbers for that region to start cold calling and they'll promise to turn your power on again. Like, ASAP, as long as you hand over your banking information. They might call you. They might text you. They might send you an email. Uh, it could be, you know, it could be electricity. It could be natural gas or water service. You know, don't pay. They might even threaten you. Let's say you you just say, no, I'm not going to pay if they call. Well, they might threaten to keep your utility shut off for longer if you don't. But that's just not how it works. So hang up. Don't respond to those texts or emails. You know, and even if the winter weather seems to be winding down where you live, just remember that severe weather season is just around the corner, and uh, the scammers are gearing up for that, too. All right, so up next, uh, 3D printing brings a blind dog a new life. Next on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Tech You Should Know podcast from Commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered automatically every Friday with the Tech You Should Know podcast. And it also gets you our special feature podcast, which comes out on Tuesdays. This week, it's all about your taxes during the pandemic. How can you save money? You have to claim the stimulus check money. We talked to Rachel Cheek, who's an expert accountant and uh, expert on uh, taxes. So that's on Tech Refresh this week. And Ben, we've got a blind dog and a 3D printer and uh, a big change to this little dog's life. Go ahead. Yeah, you don't often hear those things in the same sentence. But, you know, 3D printers still even today haven't really gone mainstream. But right now, there's not a lot of stuff you can't print on them. Uh, but sometimes it's all about the simple things that can make your aging pet's life easier. So this guy named Chad uh, is a story about him and his 18-year-old Pomeranian named Sienna, a two-pound dog who's lost her ability to see and, you know, bumps into doors and walls. So Chad, being the amateur designer that he is, used his 3D printer to create this basically, it's a safety hoop that attaches to her harness. It doesn't look like much, and well, you can't see it on the podcast anyway, but think of it as kind of a, a half hoop that goes over the dog's head with the flat half attaching to the harness and the round part uh, that goes a few inches past the edge of the dog's snout. And then you've got this other hoop slash arm that connects to that and goes back vertically across the top over the head of the dog. Uh, it's small, it's lightweight, and it basically serves as a bumper. So 
this tiny dog doesn't hurt herself trying to get around. Uh, Chad told his story to Gizmodo, but also said this wasn't the only time he's created assistive devices for dogs. He previously made a set of elastic boots that attached to a harness to help his sister's dog regain some walking ability, along with a small dog wheelchair. Great story, because of course, I mean, you want your pets to be as comfortable as they can be, especially in their later years. So, awesome job. And a modified human version of that coming to a bar near you soon. If you uh, (laughs) would like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcast at commander.com. Again, that's podcast, plural, at commander.com. On behalf of Ben and Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.